Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. In this episode, I'll be discussing problematic grass weeds for tillage farmers with Jimmy Staples, project manager of the ECT project in Chagas. I first asked Jimmy about the major problematic weeds and how frequently do they occur in Ireland? Look, I suppose um, every farm probably has has grass weeds in some way, shape or form. Um, uh, so what I've sort of seen in maybe the last 18 months or so, I think, I think they've become not that they become more prevalent, I think people are becoming more aware of them and, and they're starting to know some more. And as a result, we're hearing a bit more about them, particularly the, the sort of the, the likes of your black grass near Sterl Brougham. Um, I suppose a lot of that might have been bought around by the the drought in 18, where we had we had a, we had a very good back end. We had an increase in winter planting. We had earlier sowing dates and we had an increase in, in the area winter barley as well. Uh, so that's sort of, I, I think that's definitely... Um, They've definitely become more prominent since then, I think, but I suppose they're always around in some way, shape or form. So the earlier sowing um, enabled more of those grass weeds to, to germinate a bit earlier and we've seen a little bit more than then coming into 2019. Is that the case? Exactly, yeah. So if you, if you look at the, I suppose, if you look at the characteristics of, of the likes of sterile brome or the likes of black grass, their germination, their main germination period would be from probably mid-August into into early October for Brome and, and into the middle of October for Brome. So with, with the really good back end we had that year, we had a lot of earlier sowing. And so that sowing, that window was exactly when these these weeds wanted to emerge. So, you know, you were, you were, you were really, you were sowing at a time to favour their emergence. And I, I think consequently we had a had an increase in the, in the amount of them around. Um, the dry summer as well, we had a very warm, dry summer, and that would probably have reduced the amount of dormancy, which would um, uh, resulted in an increase in the amount of, uh, of weeds that would have emerged in, in the crops. So you mentioned a couple of those weeds, the, the sterile brome and, and even blackgrass there. Um, and you, you say it's maybe not necessarily that they become more frequent, but maybe people are become more aware of them. But is there a number of farms or is there farmer actions that they're doing on the ground which are, if you like, exacerbating or uh, increasing the level of those weeds in their farms? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I, th- I think we should we should really be asking ourselves, like you know, why why are these why are these weeds um, in our farms, or why are they a problem? And a lot of it comes down to, to management and, and the different management activities that go on from year to year. Um, so you know, you start to wonder why is why is black grass becoming a problem, or why are white oats becoming a problem, or why is sterile bone becoming a problem? And really, it comes back to uh, there is a, definitely a lack of awareness around the, the identification and the understanding of these weeds, uh, you know, how they grow through the season, the different timings of emergence, when do they flower, when do they set seed and things like that. So if people aren't really aware of, this, of those things, and especially identification is really key when it comes to control, they're not aware of these things, they could be doing a lot of different the, the way they manage their farm or, or their crops could be actually, you know, um, playing into the playing into the hands of the weeds into their into their strong points if you know what i mean so so guys i suppose are are maybe become would complacent be the wrong word or maybe they're becoming over reliant on the likes of you know herbicides or rotations that might might not have been that wonderful is that is that the kind of case or is it more a case that they they've just been misidentifying them over the years and and and, and maybe applying the wrong treatments whether it, whether it happens to be a rotation or lack of it or a herbicide or lack of it 
I would say it's probably a combination. So like we, we do have a number of cases where misidentification has led to what was probably started off as a small issue uh, in, a, in a rogable sense, ended up being a big issue two, three years later because people weren't able to identify it and they didn't implement the, the right actions at that stage. But then rotations probably, maybe we're a little bit limited in, in our rotation options here. You know, there's still a lot of continuous spring barley and continuous, lot, lot of continuous winter wheat. Like they will have, you know, spring barley, you're looking at those spring germinating weeds that will start to to proliferate in those situations and, and in, in, in winter cropping situations where you've continuous cereals, you get your likes of your brome and, and you know the black grass as well. Um and then again the herbicides thing we like we've lost a lot of we've lost a lot of different herbicides in the last number of years and, and what herbicides we have you know, they're not always fully effective either. Like the, you'll get a certain percentage of control, but a lot of them won't claim to get full control either. And there's an over-reliance if you're in a continuous cereal or a continuous cropping situation, you're over-relying on a certain herbicide as well. And that's going to lead to reduced effectiveness and, and, and eventually herbicide resistance, which puts you in, which, which puts you in a far, uh, gives you a far bigger problem when it comes to control. Okay, so just maybe to, we might just focus maybe on, on, on one of the, I suppose, major, weeds out there which is wild oats and i think the last estimation i've seen is that it was present on about 80 percent of the farms across the country so i suppose every farmer kind of knows about it or certainly can see it as he's traveling the roads um i think there's a, a certainly a lot of people are applying herbicides for it but is it just as simple as applying a herbicide you know kind of saying that that that'll be job done and away i go no it's not uh, to be to be frank about it, like really you're, you're looking at, um, you really start to need to think about your integrated pest management strategy. So the first thing there is you get out and walk your crops and try and see what actually, what the level of weeds is it? Does it warrant a herbicide? I suppose, you know, the, a lot of people would have been just going and, and prophylactically spraying uh, a wild oats bay, for instance, and, and maybe the cases that they actually don't need to know, it, but unless they're actually in their crops, there's no way of knowing that. Um, so again, when you're applying a herbicide, that, that is part of your integrated pest management strategy. You know, you're applying a targeted herbicide to, to, to hit a target weed. But again, it comes back to, you know, best practice around spraying. So are you using adequate rates? Are you using enough water? Are you spraying the weed at the right time, at the right growth stage? What's the growth stage of the crop? Uh, what are the weather conditions like? You know, temperatures day and night, either side, two to three days, two to three days, either side of being sprayed. So all those things need to be taken into consideration as well. And you also need to get out and water crop afterwards to see how effective that herbicide was. I was going to, I was going to ask you that, Jimmy. In terms of um, in terms of control, what sort of level of control should a, a farmer say if he got everything right that you're talking about that the the the, the water level is good and the temperature was good and the rate was good and the plant was at the right stage? Um, if he got everything right, what sort of level of of control should he expect? I think uh, 97 to 98% control. I think a lot of the herbicide companies would probably claim that in you know when, when you're hitting the target weed that the herbicide is, is supposed to be controlling. But even at that, that's that's a very good control, but you're going to be left with a certain number of weeds left afterwards. And, and those weeds are as important as the ones that were controlled as well. So you need to get out and, and see what's going on. If you do get that level of control and you do have a couple of weeds left, like they should be rogued out of it because if they're after being if they've after received the spray and they haven't been controlled, what you're doing, if you leave them, you're basically selecting for resistance because they're going to set seed. You're going to have a number of, them, number of those progeny plants coming back in the following season. They're potentially going to be less uh, susceptible to the herbicide that's sprayed on them. And, you know, over time, you're looking at um, 
looking at herbicide resistance developing within that population. So it's very important that even after spraying, you get out and you see what's going on and see how well the, the control has been and, and do you need to follow on with um, alternative actions afterwards in order to prevent seed return. Okay, and let's just say a, a grower has done all of that. He's, he's, he's got the control really good. He's done a bit of hand roguing, but he's been out there um, doing that for the past, maybe say 10 years. It's costing him, let's, I don't know, probably 12 to 20 euros an acre, pretty much uh, every year, um, quite a big cost. Um, and he, now he's kind of saying, well, do I need to continue to spray? How does he transition from, uh, I suppose, spraying every acre uh, to not spraying at all and back to maybe hand roguing? Yeah, I suppose, look, it comes back to the integrated pest management, uh, you know, being in your crop, seeing what's going on, seeing what's coming in the, in the crop, if it's spring barley, you know, getting out, getting down, see what level of, uh, of wild oats is there, maybe taking a test area or doing maybe a tramline trial or, you know, an area that's fairly representative of the field or the farm, but again, an area that's not so big that if you don't get, that you if you do have wild oats coming, you're not able to rogue it. So doing little on-farm on trials within specific fields, like farmers probably for the most part know their fields very really well and should have a good idea of what the range of weeds is in them. Um, so that would be, for me, that would be the main thing. Again, getting out, walking crops, seeing what's there, doing little on-farm trials to see, to try and improve your knowledge about what's going on on the, you know, on the ground and and doing it that way so the key there is probably to, to to not go full out and say i'm just not going to spray it at all this year it's more a case of test out small bits maybe in a two or three different parts of the field and um, that might be manageable to be hand rogue if, if if needed um but to continue spraying until you kind of build up the confidence that you can that you can leave your your um wildlife herbicides off at all together absolutely i think so yeah yeah okay so the other major weed that you mentioned earlier is blackgrass. Obviously, that's a huge weed in the UK. It's costing, I think the last figure I've seen was something over £200 million a year by the UK farmer to try and control black blackgrass, um, of which has now become very difficult to control in the UK. It's becoming more uh, uh, frequent in Ireland. How more frequent is it? And if a guy has it, should he worry? Yeah, um, I suppose it, it definitely is becoming more common. Um to date, to the best of, of my knowledge, I suppose at the last count, we probably had upwards of 40 plus cases that we knew of that people were engaging with Chagas. But I think there's this uh, perceived stigma around black grass and, you know, if I had it, oh, what am I doing? And maybe I'm a bad farmer or whatever, you know, which is which which is not the case, you know. Um, so I think there's probably a lot of underreporting going on. And I think those cases where it's not been identified or where it's not, or people aren't maybe putting in the action to control it that's where things can start to get out of hand a bit uh, so there's a bit of that um it's um we also have i suppose it's i would say it's probably in every it's definitely in 90 percent of the counties that we would class as 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 tillage counties or arable counties within the country i think there's only two that i'm aware of that i haven't heard of black grass being identified in but that's not to say they're not there so it has become I don't want to use the word widespread, but it's definitely, definitely more uh, prominent than what it was a couple of years ago. So where, where a farmer suspects it's on his farm, what action should he take? Um, so if you were to take it at this stage now, uh, black grass will, will start to flower in, in April. So we're in the middle of May now. So black grass will be coming to the end of flowering and it'll potentially be starting to set seed in the head in the next couple of weeks. So um, preventing seed return is, is, is the most crucial thing now at this stage of the year. So you're looking at 
where you have a small patch hand rogan and that could take two, three, four passes in order to make sure you get all of them or where you have a large infestation you're looking at crop destruction. And crop destruction, that sounds quite drastic. Is there, uh, as in you're talking about what, going in with a mower or, or, or taking it off for whole crop or, or are you just talking about Roundup? I mean, that's, it sounds quite drastic. It is drastic, but I think I think we need to look at this. We're we're in quite a good situation when it comes to backgrass. That we, we've we know what the situation is in the UK. We we know the weed is here. We we know a lot about it. We know how to manage it. Uh, but early identification is key. So if, if if you have a large infestation, the potential for seed return there is phenomenal. So you need to ensure absolutely should be a zero tolerance approach taken, ensure that there's no seed return to cause a problem in the following year. So crop destruction, whether you just round up the whole lot of it, but or round up that patch, or if it's two, three, four, five acres, whatever it is, you can round up it. If you're looking for whole crop, you're probably a bit early for whole crop now at this stage. It's probably not viable. It's not a it's not a viable option. You could mow it and bale it over as well. But just preventing seed return is is absolutely critical at this stage. I, I don't think we should be taking any. Um, uh, we should we should be really looking at this at a, at a, a zero tolerance approach to it. And and for a guy who has really bad field or number of fields in it, is there a you know, is it just I, I stopped the seed setting for this year and I'm good to go, or do we does he need to put in a kind of a longer term plan? Um, yeah, so you know, you, your vigilance, I suppose, is key now. Like once you've once you've identified that you have black grass, stopping seed return is is key now. Um, then you also have to so going forward, you need to sort of uh, think about what you're doing on the farm. So rotation is obviously key. Rotate between cereal and and break crops using spring cropping as well is also a key thing. Uh, looking at your cultivation practices potentially, um, it, it, you know, it's depending on what your cultivation practice is, you know, how you have to decide how, um, how is the seed spread through the soil profile, you know, so you need to try and gather a bit of information together uh, and then put a plan in place. So if you're going with autumn crop and you're looking at pushing back your sowing dates, you're looking at potentially going with higher seeding rates as well to increase the, increase competition and put that down to put put that down to grass jimmy is that does that come into into the reckoning here yeah absolutely in a in uh where you have a very severe infestation um and it's there for for more than a year like, like if it's not the first time it's been identified and the infestation is severe i think grass is probably the only viable option um you're looking at potentially up to 50% reduction in your yield in, in a very severe infestation. Uh, cropping it, it probably isn't really viable. So grass for five years at a minimum, I would suggest, in order to ensure that you have depleted the weed seed bank uh, before going in with a, with, a, with a crop. Jimmy, there's an awful lot more questions I would like to ask you about um, black grass and some of the other grass weeds in terms of how we control it, um, especially on, on, on the run into harvest. But for, for the moment, from what I can get from you, um, guys need to get out there. They need to identify what's in front of them. If it's some of the really difficult weeds to control, the likes of black grass, they need to, need to make up their mind. Um, I suppose do a, get a five-year plan together and um, crop destruction may well be the best uh, thing they can do in certain circumstances. But Jimmy, uh, we're going to leave it for there for, for this episode of the podcast. And uh, we might come back and uh, chat again in the run-up to harvest uh, to give people an idea how to set up, um, I suppose, their farms, their combines, their machinery to prevent and further prevent maybe some of that seed return. Yeah, no problem, Michael. Thanks for having me. That's it for Tilly Judge for this week. And my thanks to Jimmy for joining me on the podcast. 
Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.